How you doing? Hello. Hi there. I'm afraid. I'm yeah. sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my body. Oh, specifically my arms. <laughs> I never know what to do with my arms, but I don't know. Um, well, I guess, like, welcome to the Body Count Podcast or whatever. Woohoo! Again. <laughs> she died for a minute, but she's back. She's back. We brought her back. Okay, so this list oh, that I wrote. Yeah. Devin has a list. And she looked at it, laughed, and said, I'm not going to read this to you until we're recording. <laughs> so now I'm extra afraid. So I, I wrote a list for some reason that is just titled Pre-Convo, which doesn't make any sense. Okay. And then the first thing on the list <laughs> is Elvira warning, which does not apply because we're at your apartment, <laughs> not <Yeah>. my house. <laughs> But if you're unaware, my cat's name is Elvira, and if we're ever around her, she fucking screams all yeah. the time. So there's your warning. Warning! That Elvira! You'll I feel like we again. can just give another preemptive bamboo warning. Yeah. Warning. Bamboo's here. He does scream sometimes. He's screamed out of nowhere, like, twice since I've been here. Yeah, yeah he just likes to bark. Well, also, Tyler's gaming and, like, making a bunch of noise. And so, oh, yeah. He'll, like, hear Tyler, like, slam his keyboard extra hard, and he's like, who broke in? Overwatch practice. Mm-hmm. Fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. So, okay, I guess to follow that up, Tyler warning. Yeah. He might just be faintly yelling in the background. Like that. <laughs> if you are by chance, which you're probably not, not someone who knows either of us, Tyler is Maddie's brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Slash like roommate. Mm-hmm. Also, roommate and roommate. Who made a roommate? Um, I also wrote down how this pod baby was conceived. <laughs> which I remember distinctly. We were in, it was definitely your car. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to And That's Why We Drink. Mm-hmm. And then I think you turned to me. One of us was like, we should start a podcast. Uh-huh. And then I think you were like, we should call it the Body Count Podcast. Ooh, I'll take credit. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I can't that. remember. Which is weird because usually I'm the one who remembers. Yeah. But I don't. Then after that, like, almost a year, probably, after we were, we thought we should do that. For Christmas, I bought us microphones so that we could actually start doing a podcast. Which is one that I'm still using. She kicks. Yeah, she does. I have mine here, too. Mm-hmm. I just have an online shopping problem. She was, like, justifying it out loud to me, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just keep buying books, clothes. Fucking microphones. Fuck it up. Treat Yeah, we also, we recorded, like, fuck, five podcasts before. Mm-hmm. Like, five episodes, not five, like, separate podcasts. Oh, yeah, no, we're not that creative. That would suck. <laughs> um, and just life got in the way, I guess. That's mm-hmm. such a dumb phrase. But <laughs> no, it really makes it sound so dramatic. Life got in the way. <laughs> no, pretty much just. That is true, though. Yeah. I just moved, and it's, like, really hard. I mean, we've gotten better with COVID, obviously. We know how to do things online now. But this was, like, pre-pandemic. I moved to Florida with my family, and so we weren't in an apartment anymore. And, like, obviously, I couldn't just come drive over to record the podcast. So we, like, yeah. didn't know how to do a long distance and then just stopped recording it. But now I have an apartment here with Tyler, and definitely lives, like, 20, 30 minutes away. So. Yeah, and uh, we tried to record an episode after you moved back. Yes, and then people showed up. Oh, there was that, and then there was the time that we tried to record it social distance, oh, yeah. which was a disaster and a half, because you couldn't find your microphone before you were going to wherever you were going that night Yeah, that you were recording at, mm-hmm. and then we were on Snapchat, and I had to record 
you with my microphone and me with my microphone through my phone, which sounded okay the first time. Uh Oh, by the way, like, I'm not going to not swear. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a given. (laughs) Sorry, uh, not at all. But I tried to figure out how to export it without having to pay for a whole software Mm -hmm. that I probably wasn't going to use again because it was pretty trash. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to record it from the speaker of this computer onto my laptop on Audacity. And it sounded like such shit. You couldn't even hear it. Oh my god. Well, I bet because I'm over Snapchat, over (laughs) a phone, over a computer. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, I completely forgot about that. That was a nightmare. Yeah. So that episode died. The tech disasters. There was also the episode we recorded on my birthday that Mm -hmm. died because we recorded it with two microphones, but didn't like check to figure out how, how to do we, it yeah. like we did this time yeah we got it now now it's all yeah. on track and we're good but it was a fun episode to record trent was there we took yeah. shots it was so fun mason texted me right at midnight like he has every for the last three years for my birthday Sweetie. it seemed tired. oh my god i've been up since 3 a.m mm-hmm. you've been at the reservoir all day yeah i had a late day and i slept for five hours last night because it was my friend's birthday so we were up getting drinkies but then I had a dentist appointment this morning at 9, so I slept for five hours and had a big lake day. Fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, this, I was going to say something. Oh, we haven't introduced ourselves, by the way. <gasps> um, I'm Devin. Yes. I'm Maddie, the one with the dentist. Perfect. In case <laughs> you had no idea who or how to tell us apart. Yeah, this is in fact two people. Yeah. Um, we are related, so if we sound similar, maybe that's why. Okay. <laughs> was that your list? Did you I think so. Name? And then it was, I was going to explain how I picked my case, but. Okay. Okay. So. We covered all the things. Should we just jump into it? I think so. Okay. I got my list on years on. Also, I've been doing nothing but listening to true crime podcasts lately. Uh-huh. By lately, I mean over the last fucking at least four months. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I literally, I caught caught up on, and that's why we drink, and then I was like, okay. I will never catch up. It will never happen. <laughs> well, I, 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 like, listen to podcasts all day while I'm at work because mm-hmm. I hate my job, so if yeah. I just put in an earphone, it goes faster, and mm-hmm. nobody tells me what to do. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so all I do is, like, listen to pod. well, I mean, I do my job, but I also listen to podcasts all day, mm-hmm. and I got caught up on, and that's why we drink, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna listen to Wine and Crime, because they did a collab, uh-huh. and then I got caught up on Wine and Crime. Oh my god! And now I'm, uh, listening to My Favorite Murders, so literally all I have been doing for the last couple of months is, like, researching murders, because I have by the way, researched three different murders in preparation for this episode. Damn! Um, not in the time that we actually set mm-hmm. a time to, like, it no, after your graduation. No, I can tell heavy on your head, because they're yeah. heavy on your mind. Because I, like, I've done none of this. This is all thanks to Devin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it ever since, like, the last semester I had of college, which I am still paying for, mm-hmm. and can't, like, sign up for school, so I need some fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this is the way to Fuck yeah. But, so all I've been doing pretty much is, like, fucking research murders, listen to murders. Research murders, listen to murders. That sounds pretty nice. It sounds like I would have a lot of anxiety. I don't know how it's not affecting me. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I am agoraphobic, though, so... That's true. Maybe it's just proving 
my fear of humanity mm-hmm. and leaving my house. I picked this case because I was listening to an episode of Wine and Crime, and they were like doing their what they called their gateway crimes, I think, which was like the crimes that got them into true crime. And then I texted Maddie, and I was like, "We should do this." And then. It just didn't work out that way, but... I just completely forgot. Again, this is all thanks to Devin. I have not helped with this planning process very much at all. I graduated school, and I've just been like, woohoo, ever since. (laughs) Just drunk. (laughs) Literally. I'm just drunk and outside, having a great time. But the problem is, I was so confused on what my gateway murder was, that I was, like, so focused on this for, like, such a long time, trying to just figure out what the fuck it was. It's probably the only reason that I figured out what it was, because Mm -hmm. I was so focused on it. But... I went through Baby Doe Tabor, which for some reason I thought was a murder. There's no crime in her story whatsoever. What is it? Baby Doe Tabor. So when I was in fifth grade, my school did this like wax museum thing where we dressed up as and acted like famous people from Colorado. And I picked Baby Doe Tabor and she married some silver miner guy. And she was like a really cool badass lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and they called her Baby Doe because she had like really nice brown eyes or whatever. Okay. And I could have sworn that she was murdered that like somebody locked her in her cabin in the middle of silverthorn because mm-hmm. that's where they live that's why it's called silverthorn i was just in silverthorn two days ago wow i'm jealous Whoa. but she i could have sworn that they somebody stole the wood out of her cabin and locked her inside that is not how she died she just fucking she just died of what old the age fuck? I thought someone made her I mean, I don't know why I sound disappointed about that. I should not be disappointed. I have no idea. Good for her. But, like, that build-up sounds like some Jarmody Ramsey type shit. Yeah, but I'm also, like, pretty sure that in the report I did on her, I said that course of events that I just made up. Um, Oh, my God. Maybe you're just being a little fifth-grade psychopath. Probably. I'm pretty sure sure I've just been like this forever. (laughs) But then I was like, okay, well, then... What did I, what got me into murder? And then I was like, Charles Manson. Because I distinctly remember one time when I was like, probably fucking 10 or 11 looking up Marilyn Manson. Because again, just the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, also, that's just our blinds going crazy. Apartment living is really loud. Um, But so I was like, young looking up Marilyn Manson and then I think I found what was suggested to me was either straight up Charles Manson or the Manson family and I clicked on either one of those trying to be like what is this and uh then I found Charles Manson but that definitely wasn't like what really got me into it because I saw that and I'm pretty sure I just looked at Charles Manson's face and was like that's a swastika gross yeah and like clicked off yeah um because I also just didn't know what Charles Manson did until I was, like, 17. Um, and then I was like, you know what it probably is? Is Jessica Ridgway. Mm-hmm. Which I did a full fucking, like, all the research on Jessica Ridgway. Yeah. So I'll be talking about that at some point. Okay, I'm excited. But, like, that happened when I was starting high school. And I remember my mom, and it happened in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom being, like, super on edge. And, like, she didn't ever really watch the news, but, like couldn't like avoid Jessica Ridgway because like like info things would pop up at the bottom of your screen. Yeah. I'm sure like, like everyone was talking about it too. Like Yeah. He was like really fucked up. And then my like junior year chemistry teacher saw the murderer um when he was touring a supermax prison. Um so I was like maybe that's it and then I was like no that's really fucking not. So did you figure out what it was? Yeah. Oh okay good. <laughs> I'm like, this is so sad. You're just like, 
I really thought it was, and then it wasn't. <laughs> I just went through so many things until I got to. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. Oh my god! Once she'd realized what she'd done, she gave her father 41! Yes, 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 yes! Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So, that's definitely my first murder that got me interested, because I heard it in second grade. Mm-hmm. That's impossible to not be interested. Right, and then I was like, oh my god, that's so fun, and I'm just the fucking weird, macabre, (laughs) Halloween-obsessed bitch, Uh and fucking walked around singing it at school for, like, at least a week, probably longer, but maybe not, because I have ADHD, Mm -hmm. and I forget things. It was probably a day, but that feels like a year. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, And then when I found out it was real and not just a rhyme, I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, that's cool. But... I gotta correct the rhyme. So the woman in the rhyme that's supposed to be Lizzie's mom is actually Abby Borden, who is her stepmom. Oh, okay. And she was killed with 19 wax, uh-huh. not 40, but it doesn't rhyme. And her dad, Andrew, was killed with just 10 or 11. Also, <laughs> yeah, also it was a hatchet, not an axe at all. What the fuck? Who came up with this rhyme? I don't know. Full lies. But apparently there's a second verse that um, I'll get to at the end of this. Because okay. I had never heard it before. Okay. So Lizzie was born July 19th, 1860. That's a day after mine. Oh my god, it is. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's so fun. I mean, a lot of years before. Yeah. But the day after? You'd be real old if it wasn't. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she was born in Fall River, Massachusetts. And by the way, her middle name is her father's first name. So her full name is Lizzie Andrew Borden, mm-hmm. which I would be pissed about. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, if my dad named me Devin James Mackey, no, no. Well, especially because yours too is like Devin is also a boy's name sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of androgynous, and then mm-hmm. you just add James in there, and all of the teachers would be like, you're not who you say you are. Yeah, no, you're lying. <laughs> Okay, so then, despite having been a descendant of wealthy locals, Andrew Borden struggled financially when he was younger. Um, and then he found success selling manufac- selling and manufacturing caskets and furniture. And then he became a property developer. Amazing. His- After building caskets, he's asking for it, honestly. He just, I don't know, he wants to die, I guess. Mm-hmm. His other achievements included Whoa. several textile mills, <laughs> Um, lots of commercial properties. He was a president of the Union Saving Bank and the director of the Durfee Safe Deposit and Trust Co., which I meant to look up and just fucking didn't. So I don't know what that is. Money stuff. Um, and when he died, his estate was valued at $300,000, which in uh, 2019 money is uh, nine million. Holy fucked up. Yeah. So he Whoa. was uh, uh, rolling in it. For real. Despite not having help from his wealthy ancestors or wow. whatever. Wow, that was the American dream. Right. Pull yourself up by the casket. <laughs> <laughs> Just make some fucking death boxes mm-hmm. and you'll be rich. Just prey on dead people and uh, people who are afraid of being homeless. And bada bing bada boom, you're rich. Um, so even though he was well off, he was like super frugal. To the point where the house... Didn't have indoor plumbing. But That's was, always how it is when you grow up poor. Either you go completely wild or you're just like, yeah. you gotta get coupons. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those, it was super um, like typical for people who like were as wealthy as they were to have a toilet, like to have any kind of indoor plumbing. But he was just like, nah, bitch, I don't fucking care about my daughter's 
Was he frugal or just gross? Dude, I don't know. Wikipedia said frugal, but I'm just gonna go with gross. He seems kind of like an asshole, but like, I don't want to victim blame, but also he seems like an asshole. (laughs) I'm not on his side so far. Yeah, I don't know. He gets zero stars. Lizzie had an older sister also. Her name was Emma. Oh, she's got a full ass name. Her name is Emma Lenore Borden. Uh, That's a normal name. Yeah, she got a normal one, and then Lizzie got Andrew. (laughs) Sucks. (laughs) Oof. Both girls were, because they were raised together, they were raised in a super religious manner, and their mom, Sarah, died, and three years later, Andrew married Abby Durfee Gray, which is now Abby Borden. Well, not now, but was Abby Borden. I'm falling so far. So Lizzie only called her stepmother Mrs. Borden. Um, She believed... Isn't that her last name, too? Yeah. That's so weird. But she'd still be Miss Borden, because she's not married. Yeah, but I feel like it's gotta be weird, like... I wouldn't... I would probably just call her by her first name. Yeah. I feel like she probably would have gotten, like, hit or some shit, like... Yeah, you're right. Different time. You said this was 1890? Was it 1890? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. 1890. And she believed that Abby had just married her father for his money, and didn't seem like they had a good relationship, um, and the family had a 25-year-old live-in maid from Ireland, and her name was Bridget Sullivan, but they called her Maggie for no reason. This sounds so familiar. Have you, I, I know there's, like, uh, and that- Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I know where this is going. Okay. Cool. I'm very excited for it. If it if it gets as gory as I remember it getting with the maid specifically, I'm very excited. I might be thinking of a different story. Press on. Okay. Noble steed. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie testified that Lizzie and Emma rarely ate meals with their parents. So I don't know if Lizzie just kind of like hated her stepmom and then fucking like recruited her older sister to be like, we're in this together. There's a lot of similarities between Lizzie Borden and the Pequa sisters. Oh, was that the one with the maids and the, like, candlesticks? Yeah, and the okay. eye. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, okay. Because okay. they, they had some weird incestual relationship, maybe, but oh. Lizzie and Emma don't, as far okay. as we know. And Lizzie is younger than Emma. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm following. Um, okay. And then in May 1892, Andrew killed multiple pigeons in his barn with a hatchet, and he oh. said that his reason was the pigeons were attracting children who wanted to hunt them. What the fuck? I don't know. This guy just, I think he just wants to be left alone. But also he's a dick. Get a toilet. Also, just a note on the fact that it's like she just married him for his money. Like, you think in 1890 she really had any say? Like, maybe she could have said no, but she definitely wasn't the one proposing. That's true. You know? I don't know. It's like if a random man is going to propose to me, like, I feel like most people in, like, 1890 weren't super in love in their marriages. I feel like it was more yeah. political at that it was, it was probably still a very transactional thing. Exactly. So I'm like, you can't really blame her for that. I'd marry someone for their money in 1890. Yeah. That's the best bargain you could get. Yeah, I guess. I mean, unless you marry some, like, hot French Yeah, unless you, like, actually run really away. like you and, like, in love or something. Yeah, but, but I, I don't... know it's not the majority. Yeah, you can't, like reach as many people as you can today, so it's not exactly. really mm-hmm. easy, that easy to find a solution. Yeah. This right. might also just be more of my anti-Andrew propaganda. <laughs> I'm gonna blame him for this, too. <laughs> it's his fault. Cool. Um, so Lizzie had actually <laughs> built a roost for the pigeons, and it was widely known that she was upset about her father killing them. Yeah, that's mean. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pissed, too. Uh-huh. He sounds like a dick. He knows his daughter likes him. Maybe he was just punishing her for not liking his wife. Maybe. He's a jerk. Fuck you, Uh, (laughs) So then there was a family argument in July 1892, prompted both of the sisters. That's around her birthday. It is. I wonder if they were fighting on her birthday. Probably. 
probably. I thought of that. <laughs> I do. All right. You know I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, this prompted both sisters to take an extended vacation in New Bedford, Massachusetts, which is just a couple towns over, I think. Um, and then tension in the family had been growing for months at this time, especially over Andrew gifting real estate to multiple people in Abby's extended family. Super weird. That is really weird. And not to his daughters? Um, he did oh. give them a house. Okay. But he probably also didn't give them real estate. Like the daughters? Mm-hmm. Oh, he definitely did. Hmm. Um, he also, he, this happened specifically after Andrew gifted his sister-in-law a house. Okay. Oh, and his daughters demanded the house that they had lived in until their mother's death to use as a rental property. So he didn't give it to them, actually. he They demanded, demanded it. it. Oh, so they're just, like, petty because they don't like his wife? Yeah, and because he's giving her family stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which probably just further cements in Lizzie's mind that she's with him for his money, but... Yeah, true. Again, mm-hmm. who wouldn't be... <laughs> It's yeah, the fucking, sounds like a good deal. Nothing is going on. Yeah. Maybe. It's the 1890s. They can't even take a shit inside comfortably. World War One hasn't even happened yet. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. The 9-11 hasn't happened. There's nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so then, actually, they bought the house from their dad for a dollar, and they sold it back to him for $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Which in 2019 money is... $142,000. You know, that's not that bad. No. Considering they kind of just stole that money from him, that's bad. But for a house, that's not that bad. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not that bad. They probably made... They said they used it as a rental property, so they probably made some money off of it, too. Yeah. I was thinking, like, plantation style. Oh. Yeah. I just want everything to be a Victorian house. Yeah. <laughs> it is in Massachusetts, so honestly, maybe... This is the Victorian era because I, I looked it up for my book. Victorian mm-hmm. houses were created in 1830. So, so it might have been then. Yeah. Okay, sick. I'm taking a mental to a Victorian house. Um, so then the sisters came back to Fall River a week before August 4th. And Lizzie chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days before returning to the family home. And the whole household was violently ill for several days. Oh? In, like, a cursed way or, like, a poison way? In, like, a they-don't-really-know way. Mm. Like, they don't really know how they were sick, but a family friend speculated that the mutton left on the stove for several days but was still used the whole time was the cause. So they kind of just left this meat out. It was pre-cooked. They oh. left it out and just kept eating it. So it's like their own fault. It's not Lizzie's fault. Yeah. Okay. All for all that we know, it could have been. Cool. She could have poisoned it and then made them leave it out. We don't know. True. And then Abby had feared that they were poisoned because her husband just wasn't super popular. Um. Obviously, I mean, I hate him. Yeah. You hate him. Yeah. It's just fucking true. Um. So then, on the day of August fourth, eighteen ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Lizzie and Emma's uncle, John Morris, who's from their mother's side of the family, mm-hmm. he was staying in the guest room, and John spent the morning after breakfast in the sitting room with Andrew, talking about business for about an hour until John had left at 8.45 a.m., so the okay. uncle left. And then Andrew left shortly after mm-hmm. for his morning walk, and... Just to back up a little bit, just to, I know you're yeah. thinking, just for a little bit. Um, they were all violently ill for days without plumbing. Oh, yeah. That sounds horrible. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Ew. I can't imagine. They're, like, pee. In August, too. Puking in buckets. Oh, and it's, like, so hot in there. They can't even shower. Gross. Ew. Very gross. 
Damn, I didn't even think about that when I was writing that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had that, like, nasty intrusive thought a little bit. Ick. Um, so then Andrew left after John left to go on his morning walk, and John planned to return to the Bordens for lunch at noon. Um, and then cleaning the guest room was typically a chore of Lizzie and Emma's, but for some reason, Abby was the one to go and make the bed that day between 9 a.m. and 10.30. And then Abby was hit on the side of her head with a hatchet, which cut her just above her ear. According to the forensics, which existed then, apparently. That's impressive. Right? I think this was around the time, like, fingerprinting existed, too. That's insane. I could be very wrong, but I think it, it was, like, it. it went back this far. Mm-hmm. Um, but Abby was hit on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut her just above her ear, and according to the forensics, she had been facing her attacker at first, but the blow caused her to turn all the way around and fall face down on the floor, which oh created... Yeah, it created, like, contusions and bruises on her forehead and nose. Mm-hmm. And then the con- the killer continued to strike, 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 strike. Yeah. <laughs> was this while she was making the bed? Yeah. Wow. So she was up in the guest room and like somebody just... Attacked? Yeah. Fucking bat. Damn. Um, they continued to strike Abby with the hatchet many more times, and 17 of those hits were directly to the back of the head <gasps> and killed her. Ooh. 17 seems like overkill. You could probably get, like, three in and you're good. Yeah, I don't know. If you get them in, the, like, the right spot, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? I've never killed anyone with a hatchet. Yeah, no. Specifically with a hatchet, no. That one, no. not yet. <laughs> a couple other things, uh-huh. but... Um, Andrew returned to the home at 10.30, but he couldn't open the door with his key, so he knocked, and Maggie, the maid, mm-hmm. tried to answer the door for him, but it was jammed. Later, she testified. Like a conspiracy of me. Later, oh. she testified that she could hear Lizzie maniacally laughing directly after this. What? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, Why? She couldn't see Lizzie, but she said the laughter seemed to be coming from the top of the stairs. Oh. Um, and Abby was already dead at this time, and oh. her body would have been visible to anyone standing on the second floor of the house. Oh God. Yeah. So Lizzie later denied being upstairs at the time, testifying that her father had asked her where Abby was, and she told him a messenger came by to summon Abby to visit her sick friend. Lizzie said she then helped her father take off his boots, put on his slippers, before Andrew took a nap on the couch. So this story's, like, super sketchy, uh, because in the crime scene photos, you can clearly see, which I looked at and are kind of creepy. There's photos? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so weird. I think no concept of human history. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In the crime scene photos, Andrew is wearing his boots. Oh. <laughs> um, and then Lizzie then told Maggie to go to the department store because they were having a sale, but Maggie didn't feel well and went to take a nap in I'm her sorry, bedroom. it's 1890, they don't have plumbing, but she's like, go to Kohl's. <laughs> right. Go hit up the JCPenney summer sale. They've got all those, like, pinafores. Because <laughs> that's all they sell for women. Um, and so Maggie went up to the third floor to take a nap in her room. Mm-hmm. Just above the second. Yeah, she walked past it then. Yeah. So then at 11.10 a.m., Maggie heard Lizzie yell from the ground floor, Maggie, come quick, father's dead, somebody came in and killed him, and Andrew was slumped on the couch, which is, okay, that's such a fucking weird thing to say. Somebody came in and killed him after the fact. You don't, and you're there. You act like you've seen it, because that... That, like, sentence implies you've seen it. And it's also weird because, like, if you just walked in on a dead body, my first words wouldn't be like, oh my god, someone came in and killed him. I'd be like, oh my god, he's dead. 
Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Mm-hmm. Why are we just... Oh, no, he's hurt. Scream. Mm-hmm. Just fucking just scream. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I would cry. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's traumatizing. Yeah, right, but I don't think I'd say all those words. Yeah, but you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't, Maggie, after the fact that quick. someone came in and killed your father, you'd be like, someone oh, no. Someone to the house and killed father, and now he's dead, lying on the couch, dead, because someone killed him. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make that much sense to me. I really want to believe that Lizzie Borden didn't kill her parents, and it's a malicious rumor, but that's, there's just so. fucking no way. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Unless she was just a really weird girl. Uh, it seems like she's a fucking weird girl, but... But in a bad Um, so he's, like, slumped on the couch in the sitting room, and he'd been struck only 10 or 11 times to the 19 times that Abby had been struck. Okay. So this is really gross, but one of his eyeballs was split completely in half, indicating he was asleep when he was attacked. <gasps> I hate that. Yeah. And he was still bleeding, which meant the attack was recent. Mm. So, like, by the time she came downstairs, he was still... Maggie came downstairs, he was still bleeding. Mm -hmm. So, at that point, realistically, if someone had just come in and killed him, Mm -hmm. and then Lizzie found him or she saw it, by the time Maggie would have gotten down there, Mm -hmm. he probably would have stopped bleeding. Yeah, because, like, nothing's pushing your blood out anymore. Yeah. Um, So, the family's doctor lived across the street. His name was Dr. Bowen. He walked across the street to his from his home to the Bordens and pronounced both of the victims dead. Uh, and then de- detectives came and estimated that Andrew's death had occurred at approximately 11 a.m. So the fucking doctor comes through, is traipsing through the whole crime scene, pronounces mm-hmm. both of these people dead, mm-hmm. and then the police come. <laughs> Genius. Whatever. Flawless execution. Well done, boys. Um. So then, during the investigation, Lizzie Borden answers... The questions of the police officers. Oh, Lizzie Borden's answers to the questions the police officers were asking her were pretty strange and tended to contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, she said she heard a groan, scraping noise, or a distress call before she entered the house. So I guess she said she was gone, and then yeah. she found her dad. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't miss something. I'm like, when did she leave? She. It never said that. Okay. <laughs> she never said that before. I don't know. Cool. Um, but she said she heard a groan, scraping noise, or distress call before she entered the home. And then she contradicted it by saying she heard nothing and entered the house not thinking anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. She also said when asked, uh, when she was asked where her stepmother was, she said Abby received, I fucking spelt stepmother, speak mother. Speak mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they asked where her speech mother was, mm-hmm. um, That's what <laughs> she, said, she said Abby received a note to visit a sick friend, but then she later said she thought Abby had returned and asked if someone could go upstairs and check on her. But who was she asking if Maggie was already upstairs? There's yeah. no mention of her sister. So is she just not there? Happening. I don't know. Girl, I'm in you. I want to be on your side. Your dad sounds like a dick, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. A She's a little bit crazy. It's like when people cheat, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be on your side for cheating, but also you found the answer key and just, like, copy-pasted it. Like, you didn't even try to conceal yeah, it. come on, put in a little effort, honey. I thought you meant, like, cheating on their partners. I was like, Maddie, that's weird. Mm-hmm. No, I hope you get caught instantly. Yeah. I hope you think about cheating and then you're single. Ooh. your partner just fucking knows the second you think about it they just like text you like no bye we're done bye and just block you less heartache maybe probably not probably i don't know 
I think you'd still be sad about it. Probably. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Less chance of, like, spreading STDs. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or pregnancies. Or pregnancies. The worst STD of them all. I love the term fell pregnant. It's like a disease. <laughs> she fell ill with baby. <laughs> the fucking parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then Maggie the maid and a neighbor of the Bordens went halfway up the stairs looking at the floor, but when they looked up, they saw Abby's body lying on the bedroom, on the guest bedroom floor face down. Mm-hmm. She did a whole spin around. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, you actually, I don't think they even had to look up because, like, if it was just on the floor. Yeah. But then you had to, like, I don't know, look up to take in the whole gruesome disgustingness. Um, So the police didn't like Lizzie's attitude and thought she was too calm. Um, But despite all of this, everything that happened, all of her contradictions, her being way too calm about this situation, nobody fucking checked her for bloodstains. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I guess there couldn't have been that many noticeable ones. There should have been. Yeah. But, like, maybe she, like, just washed herself off before yeah, she called maybe Maggie. Maybe she changed really fast. Yeah. Maybe she did it naked. Maybe. Gross. That's weird. That's Being in front, naked in front of, like, your parents Fuck sounds that. disgusting, but I then remember. being naked in front of your parents as you kill them. Well, I mean, that honestly makes more sense, because it's like something's already wrong. It's very Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Super American psycho. Uh-huh. Um, so the police also didn't search her room. However, at the trial, they admitted to not doing a proper search to the whole house at all because Lizzie wasn't feeling well. No shit, she just killed her parents. Yeah, no. Like, she just spent, like, at least an hour hacking her dad and stepmother. Yeah, that's exhausting. Then in the basement of the Borden home, the police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. Which was presumed to be the murder weapon. However, the police. I assume so, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? The police did not remove any of the weapons from the home because the family had been ill for some time before Abby and Andrew's death. The milk and Andrew and Abby's stomach were tested for poison. However, none was found. Um, a friend of Lizzie and Emma's, uh, Alice Russell, stayed the night with the girls after the murders. While their uncle, who was still staying with them, oh. stayed in the attic guest room instead of the one Abby had been killed in, for fucking obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I would not stay in the house at all, but if I had to, yeah, right. I would stay in that room. Why did someone else decide they were going to stay? Mm-hmm. On top of, like, someone who was already staying. I don't get it. I guess moral support, but also take them to your house. Right? Like, get them out of there. Even if someone did break, up, break in and kill someone, obviously the house isn't safe. Yeah. And it's a... I don't know. It should be a crime scene. Mm-hmm. However, it's not because nobody cares, mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently. So police were stationed around the Borden's house at night. So I guess they kind of cared, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it reminds me of the John Mulaney skit where it's like, sir, we found a pile of blood that matches the, or like, the killer's blood in the hallway. And it's just like, ah, gross, mop it up. <laughs> That's how the cops are treating this whole scenario. They really They're are. like, someone was killed in the household. And it's like, oh, Send more people in. <laughs> Let the possible killer run free. Uh-huh. Suspects? Who's got them? Not us. Nobody fucking Not cares. what's happening here. I guess everybody just really didn't like Andrew. I bet they probably did actually have a chalk outline on the ground. This is an outline of the body to show where the body was. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So the police were stationed around the house that night and saw Lizzie do some kind of weird shit, but nothing really important. She's kind of like, went outside... With either 
Alice or like her sister mm-hmm. went into the basement, came back out alone. But both are still alive, so like she okay. didn't do anything weird. That's so weird. Um, and then August sixth, Alice on... is just their friend, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, sure. I think Maggie wasn't there for this. Like I, I would have loved to. Yeah. But on August 6th, two days after the murders, the police checked the Borden sisters' clothes and took the hatchet handle for evidence. Finally. Uh-huh. Then Alice, the girl's friend, mm-hmm. went into the kitchen the next morning and found Lizzie cutting up a dress. She... That's not suspicious <laughs> at all. She said she was going to burn it because there was red paint on it, but nobody knows if it was the dress she wore the day her parents died. I'm sure it was! Because fucking nobody was paying attention. Oh my god! Can you imagine if they're like, did you kill your parents? And she's like, what? No. No, I was painting my bedroom red. There's blood all over your clothes. And she's like, it's paint, guys. Clearly my room is red. And they walk in. Uh This is brown. It's red. (laughs) You really could just get away with anything around this time. Didn't the axe man happen around this time, too? Oh, no, no. Definitely not. I think that was like, was jazz invented in the 1800s? Or was that just Beethoven? I don't fucking... Dude, apparently fingerprints and cops were a thing. Oh, yeah. But, well, like, cops were created were after... Um, slavery. Yeah. For some reason, I just had it in my mind that they were, like, surrounding the car. Or starting the house with cars. Oh, no. Like, old paddy wagons. But, like, I department think... stores had sales at this time. Yeah, the so concept of a sale is, seems pretty modern. Right? That seems like Kavala's doomscape to me. Yeah. But, I mean, this is mid-industrial revolution, though, so... Yeah. Maybe jazz was a thing. I can tell you for a fact they came from uh, black people or people of color. Yeah, no, for sure. But, it's like the African. 1917. Okay, so definitely but jazz did not exist. you also gotta realize that's, like, when the first recordings in the United oh. States happened, so we probably had a really long view of Police Report. Okay, that. but so the jazz man didn't... Or the axe man didn't exist yet, because... No. Oh my god, yeah, you literally they played it. with... Yeah, the axe man was. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. So then, at the inquest of the murders, which there was, like, a whole paragraph about the inquest. I don't even really know what an inquest is. Me neither. But at the inquest... Lizzie behaved erratically and was subsequently indicted on December 2nd, which is so many months after this happened. It's a judicial inquiry to assert, to ascertain the facts related to an incident such as a death. So you go and talk to the judge about what happened. So it's like pre-trial, just letting, like... Like gathering evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so then Borden's trial took place on June 5th, June 5th, nineteen. 19- <laughs> 1893. She was indicted on December 2nd. She killed her parents on uh, August 4th. Yeah. So, uh, the fucking justice system was, I guess, just as fucked then. Mm-hmm. Um, but on June 1st, five days before the trial, another axe murder occurred in Fall River. The victim of which was a woman named Bertha Manchester, who had been found hacked to death in her kitchen. Mm. Um, the similarities between this case and Borden's case were striking. However, someone was convicted of this murder in 1894, mm-hmm. but was determined to not have been in Fall River when the Bordens were murdered. I kind of want to uh, research that some other day, so I didn't really go into it, but okay. it yeah, was kind of interesting. It seems like she killed her parents. That doesn't mean... I don't know. That's, like, more personal than her just, like, being blood-hungry or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they were—I think the main point was that this could have 
exonerated her, but the oh, guy who was... he wasn't there. Yeah, okay. he wasn't in Fall River at all. Um, and then the press focused heavily on the hatchet head found in the basement, but the prosecution didn't present it well as the murder weapon. Um, the prosecution also theorized that the killer probably removed the handle because it would have been covered in blood. No fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, wouldn't just burn it. <laughs> Easiest the fucking evidence to get rid of ever. Yeah. Lizzie's present at presence at her home was also disputed during the trial. According to testimony, uh, Maggie, the maid entered the second floor of the home at about 10 58 AM and left Lizzie and Mr. Borden downstairs. Lizzie told several individuals at this time that she was in the barn for 20 minutes or half an hour, which not that big of a time difference. I frequently have no idea how long I've been doing anything. Yeah. Never, never do I have an idea. I'm warm and full of wine and Red Bull. I'm like, I'm running on fumes and caffeine. uh So in the barn, maybe for 20 to 30 minutes, according to her. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's really a reliable source because she doesn't even know what she was doing the day. Yeah, she doesn't even like, know where she was. She doesn't even know what boots and slippers are. Yeah, she has no idea what's going on at any point, apparently. Oh. Uh, Lizzie told several individuals at this time that she was in the barn. A third party testified to seeing Lizzie leaving the barn at 11.03 a.m. And another person confirmed this testimony, which is kind of like sketchy, though, because if the barn is still on her property mm-hmm. by her house... She can, like, walk to the barn and walk back mm-hmm. to the house and still have murdered her father. Like, that doesn't yeah, really... Yeah, oh, easy. Especially because it was estimated that he was killed around 11, and it just said that she walked back out of the barn at, like, 11.03, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been off by, like, five minutes. Exactly. So, and then at 11.10, Lizzie called Maggie downstairs and informed her of Andrew's murder. The heads were removed from both victims during the autopsies, and the skulls were used as evidence in the trial. Holy shit! Right? Oh my god! Lizzie fainted when she saw them. I bet. I I would too. Mm-hmm. Um, on June twentieth, twentieth, uh, eighteen ninety three, after an hour and a half of deliberating, Borden was acquitted of her parents' murder, <gasps> and she told the press that she was the happiest woman in the world. Fuck! <laughs> I feel like she did it for sure. Right. So I don't know if double jeopardy was a thing then, but she could have straight up just admitted to it if it was, and yeah. they couldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, really good movie. Mason fell asleep when we were watching it, but I really liked it. What? <laughs> Double Jeopardy. Oh, shit. It's got some that. woman named Ashley Judd, who I don't think I've ever seen in anything else, but I've heard her name a lot. So. Cool. I'll look it up. It's on Netflix. Sick. Um, okay, wait. So, like, the only thing that got her exonerated was, like, someone saw her walking out of a barn? And, like, the prosecution didn't really present the murder yeah, weapon, the, yeah. like, hatchet wait, well. Hatchet. The prosecution didn't do pretty much anything well. They they pulled an OJ? Yeah. Or did OJ's prosecution pull a Lizzie Borden? You're right. Uh, Post-trial, the Borden sisters moved into a large house still in the same town of Fall River, despite their fucking reputation. Lizzie began going by the name Lizbeth. Lizbeth named their home Maplecroft for some reason. (laughs) Naming homes. Right, I'm definitely gonna do that. That sounds like a Big fun time. Riverdale vibes. Oh, <laughs> the like rich people in the name their house. They name their house. I okay. forget what it's called. I just want to name a house like whatever manor, like manor with an O. You know, I feel like that makes everything sound so fancy and like old, creepy. It does sound fancy. I like it. Maybe I should use that. Do it. Hell yeah. Um, and because Abby died before Andrew, her estate had been passed to him. Then through Andrew's death, 
to his daughters. So he inherited her estate, and then the daughters inherited Andrew and Abby's estate because oh. he died last. Yeah. Oh, that's like so cool. Yeah, she for has, sure. Like, an understanding of how that shit went down. She did it right. I'm sure she did. She's like, really it's not like it's a life insurance thing where it's a little more complicated. Yeah. It's like these two are married. What's his is hers. What's her, what's hers oh, is his. True. So like when he dot when she dies, all of it goes to him mm-hmm. and like whatever. So. I think she probably made that connection and was like, I'll get rich and I'll get rid of my fucking dad. (laughs) The sisters inherited a lot of money, obviously. Um, And then even with the settlement that they had to pay to Abby's family for, like, wrongful death and, like, whatever. Yeah. um, Even though they weren't convicted. Yeah, that's weird. So Emma moved out of the house, her sister, and they never saw each other again. Mm -hmm. But... Probably, like, admitted to it. Emma was like, what the fuck? Yeah, probably. But Lizzie died of pneumonia on June 1st, 1927 at 66. And nine days later, Emma Borden died of a kidney kidney disease that I cannot pronounce at 76. Yeah, literally nine days apart. That feels like, I don't know, she has some weird curse over her family. Because, like, if they were getting sick the couple days that she was gone, and then, like, media after she dies, her sister yeah. dies. Like, that's weird. That is weird. I don't know. She's got some weird aura around her. Um, so then, despite not seeing each other after Emma moved out of the home, the sisters were buried side by side in the family plot. So probably alongside their parents that Lizzie might have killed. Oh, my God. Creepy. Yeah. Worms. <laughs> Ew. I know. Oh wait, they really got some like bougie ass caskets from Andrew, huh? Probably. He probably like carved them in his basement pre <laughs> before everybody died. Like this is for you. Yeah. This one's right. for me. Oh my god. Little matching family caskets. So there's a lot of speculation regarding the reasoning behind the murder. And my favorite one is that um fucking Lizzie was a lesbian and in love with Maggie, but her parents weren't supportive. So there were actually <laughs> rumors before the death of Lizzie being attracted to women, but there weren't any about Maggie. However, Maggie did admit on her deathbed to changing her testimony to prevent to protect Lizzie. Oh, so okay. I don't know. There's Thank also yeah, <laughs> there's a fucking shit ton of movies and like documentaries about Lizzie Borden and there's one I think it's the one specifically just called Lizzie and it's very heavily focused on her sexual relationship with Maggie weird yeah I don't know but there's been just a lot of shit about them in Mm -hmm. movies and stuff over the last couple of years Uh I didn't watch any of them and I didn't really want to go into as much of the speculation as there really is because this was already four pages but all right so the rhyme was made up by an anonymous anonymous writer, and the full rhyme is, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. Whoa! Oh my <laughs> god! And, like, children used to chant this around Fall River, god, like, while was- she was still alive. Took a sharp fucking turn while yeah. she was still alive. Yeah, but, like, she was acquitted, so, like, yeah, she didn't she swing. Didn't swing on any gallows, Speaking of gallows, Oof. I would love to talk about pirates someday. Yes. I fucking love pirates. Bet. We, we can do a little pirates episode. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was a good one. That Thank very, you. Very informational. I'm so excited about it. Informative, that's the one. <laughs> oh. oh, there's also, um, you can stay. Actually, not anymore. It's getting closed down. 
but there was the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast that you used to be able to stay at. Mm-hmm. You could lay on what is mm-hmm. most likely the couch Andrew Borden died on. Gross. Yeah. There's, like, shit in the house that you can, you can like, touch all of their shit. There's a newspaper mm-hmm. from the that literally was probably the one that was delivered to Lizzie Borden. Uh-huh. And it announced, it was the one that announced her parents' death in the paper. But also, it was the same paper that she took an ad out in. Um, to find the killers of her parents. Whoa. Yeah. And I think um, M from And That's Why We Drink, again, mm-hmm. referencing podcasts, just that's went to it and, like, it was the last episode before the one that came out this week. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear them talk about it, they talk about it way better because they oh, were yeah. fucking there. But, yeah. Oh, my God. I do have to listen to that one. It's really good. Oh, my God. And Christine did the Lizzie Borden case, like, a while ago. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely recognize the name and everything. Mm-hmm. Other than from the rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard the second part of that rhyme either. I didn't either until I found it on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It was fucking weird. It does really take a turn. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But I really like that story. That was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. You did a great job. Thanks. It took me so long to write that. Like, it was over so many days because I had such bad executive dysfunction. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had um, the opposite where I really just crunched this all out in a night. And it's not that in depth. So, okay. So, for my story... I forgot um, that we were supposed to do what got us into tree crime. Bye-bye. Uh, so. I probably would have forgotten if I wasn't, like, uh, obsessing over who the fuck it was because I couldn't yeah. figure it out. It's a good thing you were, though. Honestly, if you weren't obsessing over this, we never would have done it. So thank That's you true. for getting this shit together. Oh, yeah. But I chose thank mine you. because lately I've been reminiscing a lot. I'm just, like, various things, you know, because I'm, like, finally stable in my life. And I'm like, ah, time to unpack Sick. my entire life history and all the things that I've done. Like, in a good way. You know, I'm just reminiscing. <laughs> but um, I was thinking a lot about Spain and how much I love Spain and I miss Spain. And I'm thinking maybe next summer I could go back and, like, visit and go to the summer camp that I worked at involuntarily, but work at it voluntarily. <laughs> okay. And I think it'd be so cool. But too. since I was thinking a lot about Spain, I was like, ah, Spanish true crime. Never even thought of it. So, today, I'm going to talk about the Outcaster Girls. What? The I've never Outcaster heard that Girls. I haven't either, but apparently there's like a three or five part series about them on Netflix, which I did not watch because I simply <laughs> did not have time. So, it's Outcaster, but it's a Valencian word because it's in Valencia or near Valencia. Okay. And I don't fucking speak that. So I'm just going to Wikipedia real fast how to pronounce this because, like, the accent is not the way that I'm used to the used to the thing going. Pronouncenames.com. The classic. <laughs> Outcaster. Outcaster. Okay, so the way I watch the original is actually the Outcaster. That passes. <laughs> Make it real Midwestern. Some Outcaster. <laughs> right. So we're going to talk about the Outcaster girls. And they're known as Outcaster because that is the town that they lived in in Spain. Hmm. And this all took place in 1992, specifically on November... 92? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, this is like 100 years more recent than yours. <laughs> yeah. Not that long ago. Wow. Um, November 13th of 1992. There mm-hmm. were three girls that were friends in Alcacer who decided to go to a quote-unquote high school party. They don't really have high school. Like, they have high school, they have, like, secondary school or what the fuck. Oh, yeah. Or, like like how they do in the UK. Yeah. Similar to that. So they're going to a party for their school, but they're, like, high school age. Um, and their names are Miriam Garcia Ibora, Antonia, or Tony, Tony, 
I can't. That's not okay. going to go well. That sounds better in my head. I've never tried to say that a lot. Tony. Tony. Mm-hmm. Gomez Rodriguez and Desiree Hernandez Tolch. So those. I like that last name. Tolch. Sounds fun. <laughs> sounds like mulch. It sounds like something you'd find in the forest. Yeah, like mulch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would you find mulch in the forest, or is that it's people tangentially made? related? Okay, yeah. I'll take it. So they lived in Alcacer, which is just outside of Valencia, hence the Valencian pronunciation. Okay. Um, but the party was in Picassant. Picassant? I'm dumb trying. I speak Spanish, not <laughs> um, Isn't that like your fucking major? My minor. Minor. Oh, yeah. Your major was communication. Hell yeah. I can read. Ooh, I like to talk. Um, but the party was in that other town, and it was super close by. Like, like, on a map, literally, just the towns right next to each other. Okay. And they're just, like, they're vaguely, like, you really can't a map, there's, like, Valencia, which is, like, big city, or, like, county, or whatever it is, um, and then, like, to the left of it a little while, I think it was, like, a 30-minute drive or 30 miles or something, is, um, Alcaster, which is where they're from, and, like, just outside of there is, what is it, Picasset. Um, so the party was super close by. Here's one of the things. Here's, here's, here's my note on this. Everything's on something different. And it's not that old of a story, which is weird. And, like, there's a Netflix special on it, so it's not even that tiny of a story. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. super hard. Like, I was digging through archives to try and find shit. But, like, they were all just vaguely different. So I feel like a lot of it was, like, local news or um, just, like, information from, like, people that were involved. Uh, just, like, poorly translated or something. Yeah, or, like, different dialects if it was yeah. part of it was in Valencia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's just, a, a, there's no, like, one clear story exactly. Okay. But it's all the same gist. So some people say that these three girls decided to stop at a friend's house on the way, but then that friend opted out and didn't want to go to the party. Um, so they asked Miriam, one of the girls, they asked Miriam's dad for a ride, um, but he had the flu. And her right. mom was like, you're not going. Uh, tough luck, your dad has the flu, you're staying here. And they were like, no, we're going to hitchhike. <laughs> okay. But that was common practice in their town. Because this was the 90s, so it wasn't that late after the 70s when people realized hitchhiking was bad. And it's a small town, so they were well, behind the times. Yeah, but also hitchhiking isn't as bad as we think it is because um, the fucking car companies propagandized it so that people would buy more cars because younger people were like, I don't need to buy a car, I can just hitchhike wherever I go. Uh-huh. So then people... They were like, you like, yeah, people were like, if you hitchhike, you'll die. If you pick up hitchhikers, you'll die. And that was all from the car companies. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, obviously it happened. Yeah, but like, to some people. Proportion. Yeah, but definitely not as much as like. I've never heard that. That's so fucked. I totally believe you. Yeah, I just found it out from another podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they decided to hitchhike. Uh, it was common, and they had done it before. So it wasn't like a big deal. Um, they ended up catching a ride with a couple at a gas, or to a gas station in Picasset or Picassant or whatever the fuck, um, in Pico de Gallo. Picanese. <laughs> in Picasso. And they brought them to a gas station there. The couple saw them. Okay, so either the couple saw them getting into another car at the gas station, specifically a white Opel Corsa, whatever that is, some Spanish fucking car, I don't know. So either the couple saw them get into a car and drive off, or according to their friend Jose A. Cano, he said that he saw them leaving the gas station and walking towards the town center where the party was, and they stopped to say hi to him, and then they just kept on their merry way. Either way, they were either seen by the couple or their friend Jose, and then they were never again seen alive. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Take the big turn there. 
Uh-huh. Um, oh, and the party that they're going to is at this place called the Cooler Club. Okay. For some imagine. reason, I literally thought that these girls were going to be killing people. So right, I was prepared no. for them to go off and, like, just do some bullshit. But no, unfortunately. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Um, I'm not really so... attached to them. I'm just sad. <laughs> so, um, Tony's sister started getting worried by 10 p.m. when she wasn't home yet like she normally would be. Because mm-hmm. apparently her sister would get home at, like, 9 and Tony would be there, or she would, like, come right home, like, right after she got home from work. But mm-hmm. by 10 o'clock, she was like, she should be home. What the fuck? Which is a weird time to get home from a party. So, like, I'm not following. Yeah. That so, is like, immediately their parents and families were all concerned. Tony's mm-hmm. sister was worried. Miriam's dad, who had the flu, uh, ended up going to the cooler club to look for them. And no one there had seen them, so he mm-hmm. knew that they never made it there. Um, so on the way back, or, like, when he was in the area, he went and talked to the civil guard which I think is just, like, the cops. He just went to, like, okay. wherever the cops were in the area. And they said that it was only 11 p.m., and he, he couldn't report her missing for 24 hours. Ew. It's the dumbest rule ever. Yeah. Like, is that even a real thing? I don't even think that's a real thing. No, it's really not. Yeah. I guess cop. well, in America, I don't know about in Spain, yeah, but, like, um, I know that in America you can report someone missing after before 48 hours, but oh. they just, they don't want to deal with it, so they they'll tell you you can't. Mm-hmm. We totally can. There's no mm-hmm. loss that you can't. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, the top, the cops were like, it's only 11 p.m. Chill out. She's a high school girl. Or whatever. She's a runaway. <laughs> right? Later that night or the next day, the former deputy mayor, Jose Manuel Alcaine, Alcaine? Alcaine? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I don't know. Jose organized a search party with 12 vehicles, and they all started dispersing flyers looking for the girls. Like, immediately afterwards. Um, and teens their age were terrified as word spread. And the commas, common practice of hitchhiking halted. Which oh. could also just be, you know, misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could just be that, like, people were already kind of on the fence about hitchhiking. And then, like, something happened to girls hitchhike. And they're like, whoa. Or maybe this is when anxiety started to spike. And people mm-hmm. were like, mm, uh, mm, yeah. no. Yeah. But then we had Uber, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand how people do that. I'm sorry, continue. I'm just <laughs> interrupting you nonstop. Ubers do creep me out. I'm always yeah. on the phone with my dad when I'm in one the whole time. I've, I've only been in one one. I, I was in one with my friend Juliana because mm-hmm. we fucking left school nice. to go on lunch break. But like, You guys are so baller. <laughs> yeah, we took a fucking Uber because her car was in the shop. It was Aww. so weird. So you were right. Some people did think that the girls just ran away. But not many people. Because there's a lot of evidence that suggested otherwise. Um, like, each girl had evidence specifically suggesting that she didn't run away. Desiree had packed a sports bag to go skating the next morning, so she had plans for the next day. Yeah. Miriam left behind a money box with around 20,000 pesetas in it. And Tony wow. had dedicated... Right? To, I have no idea how much that is in American dollars. I don't know. Um, but Tony had dedicated a song on the radio to a friend that she planned to meet the next day. Aw. So they were all, like, planning on doing stuff. No yeah. one really believed that they ran away. Okay. Good. Uh, tragically, their bodies were found on January 27th, 1993, when two beekeepers saw an arm sticking out of the ground in La Romana. Mm-hmm. Not the bees. <laughs> no, just their keepers. But So the bees didn't see anything? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> the bees all covered their eyes. <laughs> And then this guy, Alfonso Cabrera of the Civil Guard, was, like, being interviewed about it after the fact. And he said, it was specifically a watch that stuck out of the ground, and you could see the bones from the forearm sticking out. The hand was missing. Ew. So that's what they saw, and that's when the story starts to get a little gruesome. Gross. Obviously. 
Uh-huh. Um, authorities dug up the area and found three bodies, which were later identified as the three girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three were kidnapped, raped, and tortured, and at least two of them were shot in the head. And then this is another, like, there's a list of things that they found near the bodies, but mm-hmm. different sources say different things, Oh, which cool. is interesting. So, pick and choose out of this list. They found a glove, binoculars, three belts, assorted clothing items, a shell casing, papers, including a form from someone who had been treated at La Fe Hospital in Valencia for venereal disease, a social security <laughs> letter addressed to Enrique Andres Mar- Martins. I feel like it should be Martinez, but it's just spelled like Martin with an S on the end. Martins. Oh, okay. Plural well, Martin. Martins. Yeah. So There's that like seven of them. <laughs> That was, like, the big thing that actually, like, gave them a suspect. That was just this dude's social security letter addressed to him. That is so fucking dumb. Isn't that so sloppy? Unless you're, like, framing someone. Yeah, right? So then we're gonna read on. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So law enforcement immediately went to Anglaise's home. Enrique Anglaise's home. And they Enrique Iglesias? Enrique Iglesias is home. <laughs> With the Martins. Bonilando! <laughs> so, yeah, they went to his house and arrested him that day, along with a couple other people that were present, and that he hung out with a lot. They were just, like, at his apartment. Sick. Uh-huh. And when he was first interrogated, Enrique said he killed the girls because they rejected him at the nightclub, but the cops immediately Ew. knew that story didn't add up because they were never at the club. So he just fucking took credit for it? So he just, like, lied. Yeah. Like, they were like, you killed them. Why? They were supposed to go to this nightclub. Why did you kill them? And he was like, they didn't want to dance with me. And they were like, they never made it, dude. Like, they were dancing with anyone. What the fuck? Why would you even say that you did it if... Okay. Here's the thing. We're going to keep going. Okay. So they turned their attention to his brother. He has a brother. Mm. His brother, Antonio Andres Martins who they thought stole his identity documents. And is not a pop star. And is not a pop star. Okay. Antonio! <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. It definitely does not. So, they think that Antonio stole Enrique's identity documents, hence them being so fucking sloppy with, like, the social security letters. So he was just like, let me fucking frame my brother I real guess quick. So. Mm-hmm. The Andres family said Antonio was very violent and they were all afraid of him. They thought he was a sociopath and incapable of feeling empathy for other people, according to his sister Kelly. Gross. Scary. Or Kelly. I know. It also, that part specifically reminded me of that, like, James Charles, Kelly Morton, or Katie Morton, the, like, therapist. Oh, the therapist. Yeah, that thing. Not James Charles. What the fuck? Jake Paul? Nah, yeah. And uh, Shane Dawson. Wow. Yeah, that part specifically, I'm like, sociopath. Literally. As soon as I read that, they were like, he was a sociopath. I'm like, that just doesn't have the same ring to it anymore. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, but authorities couldn't find Antonio, and to this day, he remains on Spain's most wanted list. What? Mm-hmm. So then they refocus their attention again. On someone else? <laughs> on Miguel Ricard, or Rico, or Ricard, or, you know, it might be a Ricard. Yeah, sure. Uh, he was often seen with Antonio, and he was arrested that one night at Enrique's apartment. He was just, like, there chilling. And they just fucking arrested him? They just, like, arrested people there, Okay, I guess. They're just like, mm-hmm. you and all your friends! Valid. Uh-huh. Um, the lead investigator said that Miguel placed himself at the crime scene, but he named Antonio as the culprit during his first interrogation. And he had a bunch of stories regarding that night, but during his fourth story that he told about it, he said that they picked up the girls while they were hitchhiking. 
Um, so this is like his fourth story is like the one that they listen to where they think mm-hmm. they like out the juicy gossip about him, you know? The hot goss. Yeah. Uh, so this declaration stated that the girls started screaming this gets a gruesome. Started screaming when they passed the nightclub and that he told Antonio to turn around and drop him off, but that Antonio then slapped him on the back of the neck twice. And told him that in that car he was in charge. Ew! Oh, I know. It's I'm so in charge. Gross. It's so gross. That's. So um, gross. But this is like the thing that makes me think it's just a bad translation. Is that other sources instead of saying that he like Antonio slapped Miguel on the back of the neck twice is like a haha old champ, you know? Mm-hmm. It said that Antonio pistol whipped the girls. And so I'm like, maybe, like, something was hit, and no one knows what. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, either the girls are knocked out, or he was just like, shut up, Miguel. Um, and they took the girls back to an abandoned house near La Romana, where the bodies were eventually found. There, they sexually assaulted two of them, <gasps> went to get sandwiches, well, uh, okay, and raped the third girl when they returned. So they stopped yeah. at sexual assault. Got sandwiches, and then we're like, you know what? We'll go all the way. Yeah. They're like, I feel fueled up now. Ew. I know. Ew. It's really, it's really bad. Yeah, this is gruesome. So the girls were assaulted and tortured for the rest of the night until Antonio and Miguel forced them to walk to a field where they had earlier dug pit, and then the girls were assaulted further. They They all suffered extremely violent deaths. This is the worst part. Absolutely the worst part. It literally just copy-pasted it. According to the autopsy, Hernandez suffered a traumatic amputation of the right nipple and areola with a sharp object. I know. And was then stabbed twice in the back. (laughs) The other girls were beaten with sticks and stones before finally being shot and buried. Garcia's corpse displayed vaginal wounds caused by an object provided with sharp edges. No! Possibly produced post-mortem. Oh, the killers no. picked up spent shell ca- casings and cleaned their car. Poor sweet baby. I know. Yeah. Every time I fucking read that, I like got nauseous. It's so fucked up. So Miguel would later deny this version of events and claim that he was coerced into making this statement after being beaten by the authorities. Which you know sounds like what the fuck ever, guy. Like shut yeah. up. You just don't want to be I held mean, accountable. It sounds equally as unlikely as it is equally likely. Like you could have mm-hmm. been beaten. But you probably really did that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking believe you. But if you apparently. came up with that and it just wasn't right? true, yeah. like, no. I don't think, so his no statement, way. I think, was talking about, like, what happened in the night leading up to it. And then the thing that I, like, copy-pasted was from the autopsy saying how they died. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure if he, like, specifically mentioned that or not. Um, but apparently Miriam's father okay. also thought that this story was a farce and that Miguel was just a pawn, while the real culprits were high-ranking officials who committed these crimes for pleasure and then framed him. <sighs> no. Which is like... So cops are bad everywhere. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Maybe, yeah. like, British ones are cooler? No. No. Okay. No, they're really not. Did you not hear about the cop, the British cop that just fucking raped that girl and killed um, her? Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 And they were like, uh, giving women curfews. Yeah. So, you know, it could have happened. They just don't have guns. Also could not have. Yeah. So Miguel was sentenced to 170 years in prison, but the maximum time someone could spend in jail at the time of his arrest was 30 years. What the fuck? So he was released in 2013 after serving 21 years. No. Yeah. Why? Why? But! (laughs) I just keep interrupting you. But! There's more. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, he's been living under the radar since his release, supposedly either with his daughter or anonymously in France. But it's, like, his adult daughter, so it's, like, she would be taking care of him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he's just been living, like, super low-key. Like, honestly, hasn't caused a single problem that we know of. Um, and then the last thing I have is that Antonio Angles, the one that's still on the, like, most wanted list, mm-hmm. he's thought to either be traveling under his Brazilian passport, because he was born there, so he's a Brazilian citizen. Okay. Or he's dead as a result of jumping overboard um, a ship outside of Ireland in an escape attempt. <laughs> Honestly, that would be too good for him. Like, I think that's pretty funny. That, I love that. That's, that's how idea. I would die. That like, idea is so specific. It's outside like, of Ireland. Like, how is anyone involved in this case going to, like, like, were there witnesses that were just like, I saw him jump overboard off the coast of Ireland. And how do you know for a fact it was him? Yeah. Like... It's, yeah, it's really funny. So literally no one really knows what he's up to. And I saw guy, a Brazilian man with a Spanish accent uh, <laughs> jump off a boat. I was in Ireland. It was a fucking weird night. I had a lot of Jameson. Killamore yeah, um, right. Dew. Uh, not enough potatoes in the world to kill this hangover. <laughs> There's no corned beef hash. Like, no. I just can't fix it. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, so that is the case of the Alcaster girls. I hated every minute of that. Thank yeah. you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, should we talk about an animal up for adoption? Yes! I took a screenshot of this one because this is the one that made me think of it. Okay. Because she was so cute. Okay. And I gotta find it. I would love to see This is Piper. She is a 15-year-old domestic short hair cat. Aww. Um, her coloring is lynx. I don't really know what that means. She's 10.75 pounds. That's a baby. Yeah, and she's been at the Dumb Friends League since the 7th of May, so not too long. Okay. Um, Piper is an incredibly sweet, happy gal that will lap nap while you work. Loves a good mm-hmm. window perch as well. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. She's a bit shy in a new situation, but quickly warms up and is always interested in being near and curious about what you're up to. She loves being petted and doted on or content Aww. just to curl up next to you. I love cats like that. Um, I love you. Yeah, right? That's how Elvira is, except she's also fucking insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like... She just scream all the time. She just needs so much attention. It's not that she needs attention. It's that she's so used to living on the street that she's like, mm-hmm. I can do what... I can shout as much as I want because I don't live inside. Yeah. So, But she, like, curls up next to me and she sleeps directly at my back and sleeps while I sleep. That's so sweet. It's so cute. Um, also, so Piper would do best in a calm environment with kids over 10. She would make a excellent companion for a lucky family. And her adoption price is $50. Ooh. Um, and then, okay, so it says, her Instagram post says... This sweet senior is Piper. She came to us almost three months ago with severe dental disease. But after the removal of some painful teeth, Piper was sent to a foster home to recover and rest. She's now feeling great and is looking for a permanent lap to cuddle on. Her foster mom raves about her and says she's an expert napper. Me too. Mm -hmm. And is great at supervising while you work. And she is a wonderful companion that will thrive and fight home. That's so and nice. I Especially now more people are working from home. Right. Oh my god, that's so sweet. She's so cute. I'm going to show you, baby. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Oh, look at those purrs. Uh-huh, she's she's living baby. for those scratches. She's so cute. I know. Oh, oh my god. Where did you say it was? Uh, the Dumb Friends League. So a lot of their animals are in their foster friends program during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Okay. 
So you have to go like online to find them and then apply and stuff, I think, or you can call them and figure it out. I don't work for them. I just thought it would be cute to feature an adoptable animal (laughs) because you need talking about how garbage the world is. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, creepy people who just kill people for no reason, maybe, Mm -hmm. or for a reason that is not valid. Mm -hmm. I don't like my stepmom. Time to kill her. Dad didn't give me a house. He sold it to me for a dollar. <laughs> Motherfucker. What a jerk. I'm going to stab him 19, or 10 or 11 times. <laughs> yeah, 10 or 11. Not stab. Fucking hack. Yes. My bad. Alrighty. Is there anything else we should talk about? Mm, I think that's it. I think I'm just really excited, man. Yeah. I feel like this is a little shakeout episode. Yeah. And we'll get the rest off. Get back into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe less awkward next time. <laughs> Maybe we'll be more awake. Maybe more awkward. I don't know. I probably will have woken up at 4 instead of 3.30 next week. Oh! Oh, yeah. I forgot. Almost almost forgot the tagline I created when I was sleep-deprived and full yes, of yes, caffeine. Yes, 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 All right, friends. Join us next week when our body count goes up. <laughs>